Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back today with all of our listeners. And how blessed we are to be able to come together each day on this program, open up God's Word, and dig deep into those rich teachings. Boy, God has blessed us so abundantly with His will, His, wor- His, His uh, wisdom, His promises, and even His corrections, all communicated to us right there in His Word. You know, not every country, not all the people in a whole lot of nations have the blessing of having the Bible so readily available to them. And many places, if you had a Bible, if you could afford it, and you had one in your possession, you might be in danger of being arrested if you were seen carrying it around or reading from it openly, and certainly if you were seen teaching from it openly. We're so blessed in this country. Everybody has a Bible, just about. In fact, most homes probably have two or three of them. But yet, as blessed as we are to have such ready access to God's Word, so many of us take such little advantage of that blessing. We read the Bible so little, so infrequently, and we really don't put much diligent effort, if any, into trying to learn what the teachings of the Scriptures really are. Here in Search the Scriptures, we try to correct that. We try to help everybody come to understand what the Word says. We dig deep, we look at it in detail, and yet we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday lives. And in so doing, we try to help you see the riches of what is communicated to us in God's Word, in Scripture, in the Bible how rich it is in teaching and instruction. And hopefully we try to make that come alive for you and paint it with some kind of sense of excitement so that you can come away saying, you know, this is great stuff. I am so glad that I am coming to understand what the Bible really says, that I'm so glad that I'm learning what is there and it's making a difference in your life. As you keep learning, your faith in God should be growing because, as we keep saying in the program, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as your faith in God grows, you should be coming closer to God. It should be a natural development. And as you keep coming closer to God, our prayer is that ultimately you're going to recognize what you really need to do to come to Him all the way. And that would be through his son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. And as you do that, you are reborn spiritually. You come up out of that watery grave, having been buried with Christ in the waters of baptism, Romans chapter 6 and verses 3 through 5, and resurrected to a new life spiritually, reborn. In Christ, God adopts you as one of his children and puts you into his family, the family of God. The Lord adds you to his church, the body of Christ, and you begin a brand new life from a spiritual perspective. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. We're going to get back into our study that we've been going through over the last few programs. And I've entitled this, You Can Drown in a Foot of Water. 
Now, we've talked about in introducing this lesson and going through the first, through the first couple of studies in it, we talked about how we focus a lot of times on big, obvious sins, Th things that uh, most people, and, and certainly a whole lot, would recognize as being bad things. You don't want to be involved in these things. Now, some of these we could say, well, they're murder, you know, they're rape, uh, and, and we could list some other things as well. And everybody would say, those are horrible things. You don't want to ever be involved in something like that. But I'm afraid that a lot of times, as we focus on those big, obvious sins, that we fail to notice maybe what we would call the smaller sins, the less obvious, perhaps, maybe those that we might consider incidental sins. And yet we're admonished in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 22 to abstain from every form. The King James Version says all appearance of evil. We're warned by the Apostle Paul, instructed to not give any place to the devil in our lives. Ephesians 4 and verse 27. Now that would mean don't dabble in any kind of sin. Whether you think it's a big, horrible, terrible sin or something that you might say, you know, it's not such a big deal. Well, the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. It doesn't talk anything about big sins or little sins or horrible sins or maybe just incidental sins. It just says the wages of sin is death. Again, no distinction between kinds or degrees, just the wages of sin is death. And so when we give in to temptation and we start taking part in what a lot of people might, be, might consider to be nah, not that bad a sin, not that big a deal, we're letting the devil have a place in our life. And again, as we noted a moment ago, Paul says, don't give the devil any place in your life, Ephesians 4 and verse 27. So when we dabble in sin, this is a work of darkness. It's part of the devil's leading us away from God and into spiritual condemnation. And when we do that, we're walking away from God. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 1 John chapter 1 and verses 5 through the end of that chapter. We cannot dabble in sin and be right with God at the same time. And when we play with sin, even what we might consider to be small sins, we're allowing the devil that place in our lives. We're giving him room to do his work. And I know a lot of people, they might think, and I've been guilty of this in my past, well, I'm only going to go so far here. I'm only going to take this big a step or maybe a couple of steps, maybe just small steps. But I'm going to stop there. Well, you know the rest of the story, don't you? Once you delve into that sin, now the devil's got that place. He's got that foot and he leads you deeper and deeper and deeper into sinful practices and activities. 
here's the point of this particular study. And I've made this, I've used this illustration. You wouldn't go jump off a boat in the middle of a lake that was 40 feet deep if you couldn't swim. You wouldn't want to go out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where maybe the water might be a mile deep and jump overboard if you didn't know how to swim. You wouldn't want to go to some bend in the Mississippi River, and I told you about one right there in New Orleans, and the river bends there, and, and at that bend, the river is 80 feet deep. The Mississippi River in that area is extremely treacherous. Currents are strong, undertoes, uh, swells coming up just continually. Well, you wouldn't want to jump off into that water even if you could swim. You say, well, no, I might drown. The water's too deep. It's too treacherous. The currents are too strong. Well, the point is, you, can, you don't have to be in 80 feet of water. You don't have to be in 40 feet of water. You don't have to be in the middle of the Pacific Ocean to drown. You can drown in a foot of water. A foot of water. All you need is enough to get your face under the water and have that impede your breathing and it won't take long until you'll drown. Now, the application, of course, is you think, well, I've got to stay away from these great big sins. They can, they can cause me terrible harm, eternal condemnation. So can the little sins, the one foot of water sins. You can drown in those just as readily as you can drown in the great, big, obvious, horrible, terrible sins. They're all terrible. They're all horrible. They're all of the devil. Now in Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 19, Paul lists the works of the flesh. Now this is not an all-inclusive list, as I pointed out. It is representative. Notice that he says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, hatred, sorcery, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Now there's the catchphrase that includes all other kinds of sinful practices and activities that could be comparable to these that he's listed. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, Paul says, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, will not be in heaven. Now we could look at some of these. We could say adultery would be a great big sin, should be obvious. Unfortunately, we're becoming so desensitized to moral, to moral uh, sinfulness in our country or immorality that a whole lot of people wouldn't consider that such a bad thing anymore. Fornication, taking part in sexual activities outside of marriage, 
Well, again, that was looked down upon. It was understood instinctively as being ungodly. Now, it's hardly even thought of by a whole lot of people in our, in our culture anymore. Well, certainly the murders part there, we would say that's a great big obvious one. Big sins. But what about those little sins? Those one foot of water sins? What about hatred? We talked about that. Could you not go to heaven because you hate somebody? Oh, yes. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 15, very clear about that. And 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 and 21, John says that you, he asks the rhetorical question, how can you hate your brother whom you have seen and love God whom you have not seen at the same time? To ask the question is to answer it. And John is there in condemning hatred, condemning it. Now understand what condemnation means. Not going to be in heaven. Not just saying this is a bad idea. Not going to be in heaven, he says. Lying. A one foot of water sin. Not that big a deal. Maybe just a little lie now and then. Is that bad enough to keep somebody out of heaven? Revelation 21 and verse 8 says, All liars will find themselves in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Hell, in other words. Well, let's look at another one here. What about getting drunk? Is that something that's all that bad? Some people would say, everybody does it, at least now and then. No, not everybody does it, even now and then. But a whole lot of people would say, well, that's not such a bad thing, getting drunk. It's uh, part of our social culture right now. Well, it is part of our social culture. But is that something that, that could keep a person out of heaven? Well, let's turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And see what the Apostle Paul says in verses 9 and 10. Notice, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now again, that means will not be in heaven. Be eternally lost, condemned. He goes on and says, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Did you get that drunkards part there? Drunkards will not be in heaven? Wow. Let's go back to the book of Proverbs here. And let's, let's look at Proverbs chapter uh, 20, and I'd like for us to read verse 1 to begin with. Chapter 20 and verse 1. The wise man, Solomon, writes, and of course he's writing by inspiration of God. In other words, God is guiding him to write what he's writing. Wine is a mocker, he says. Strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. We go a little farther in the book of Proverbs, and we look at Proverbs chapter 23. 
And look at this rather lengthy treatise on drunkenness, beginning with verse 29, Proverbs 23, beginning with verse 29. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine. Those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things. Oh, and people who are drunk do see strange things, don't they? Oftentimes, your heart will utter perverse things. And when people are drunk, they frequently lose their inhibitions, and they'll say all kinds of things that they would not ever say were they sober. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, one, or like one who lies at the top of the mast, talking about the mast of a ship, saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? Oh, yeah, like you're out there on the deck of a ship in the waves and you're being tossed to and fro, and that all goes with drunkenness, doesn't it? And then so often, especially the person who is really compromised by alcohol, when he wakes up, when he sobers up, he wants another drink, maybe right away. So those are the dangers there. Now, in Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, beginning with verse 12, Paul writes along this line. Romans chapter 13, beginning with verse 12. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore cast off the works of, darken, of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in envy and strife, not in drunkenness. It's part of the works of the darkness. In 1 John chapter 1, in verse 5 again, notice that John says he's describing God, and he's describing God in illustrative terms here. He says this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Well, what is drunkenness again? It's a work of darkness. That's what Paul refers to it as in Romans chapter 13, verses 12 and 13. And God is light, and in him is no darkness. And if we walk in the light, and we say that we're walking with God, we're just lying to ourselves most of all. We're not practicing the truth. And lying 
What about, again, if you just tell a little white lie? Just a little lie, convenient lie. Is that something that would be so bad? Well, sure. We've seen in Revelation chapter, chapter uh, 21 and verse 8 that all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. But let's go back to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. And notice beginning with verse 16. These things, these six things the Lord hates. Well, if the Lord hates something, we want to make sure we abstain from whatever that is. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. That's an even stronger term than hates, an abomination. And notice as he begins this list of these seven things, a proud look, a lying tongue, a lying tongue. Later on in verse 19, he says, a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brethren. Well, at least twice in that list of seven things that are an abomination to God, lying is listed. You might think that even perhaps three times, if you think about, if you think about uh, sowing discord among brethren. Now certainly that could be connected with lying. In fact, it may be in that particular text because right before that he says, a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brethren, and often one who sows discord among brethren sows that discord by telling lies. So it's condemned. It's one of those seven things that the wise man lists there as seven things which God hates, which are an abomination to God. So when you start thinking about lying as being just a little thing, Sometimes, an incidental thing, sometimes, something maybe you think that would be appropriate, sometimes, you better stop and think. You may think of it as a one foot of water sin, but you can drown in a foot of water. Our time is up for today, so we're going to stop here and come back and we'll talk about some more of these one foot of water sins and the fact that you can drown in a foot of water. In just a moment, we'll tell you how you can contact us and receive a free Bible study through the regular mail. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD, also for free, and we'll take care of the postage for either one of these or both of them. All you have to do is ask. So be sure to write down that information and contact us right away. Won't you?